Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey mama, welcome to the mom with purpose podcast. I'm Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former teacher turned full-time work-at-home mom, and now I'm on a mission to inspire other moms to combine their passions with their purpose. If you're searching for more meaning in your life, or you're ready to take that leap of faith, you're in the right place. This podcast is here to inspire you, give you the tools and resources that you need to capture your purpose, and to go out there and live the most positive and purpose-fueled life. I hope that when you listen to this podcast, you feel like you're sitting down with your best friend. So put in your earbuds and turn up that volume and let's dive in. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to another episode. I am just jazzed up for the interview that you are about to hear today. It was, it blew my mind. Number one, I was super excited to hear what our guest had to share because I kind of wanted a behind the scenes look into what she's going to talk about, but it was just so cool to get back into guesting. I have not had a guest on my podcast in over a month now, and it was just so refreshing to connect. When I was talking with Jeanette, it felt like two friends catching up and our conversation flowed so nicely. I cannot wait for you to hear this interview today. It is going to be so good. It is with Jeanette Tapley and I cannot wait to introduce you to her and to hear all about the behind the scenes of creating, writing, publishing a book. It is such an amazing interview and you are going to love everything that Jeanette shares. But I wanna go ahead and introduce you to Jeanette, who she is. She'll give you a little bit more of her rundown in the episode, but I want just to give you a little bit of a quick peek into who Jeanette is. So Jeanette Tapley is a wife to Jesse Tapley, mother to Zeke, Titus, and Zoe. She loves talking to friends and laughing loudly, advocating for adoption, and having a nice cup of coffee. Jeanette is the host of the It's Time for Coffee podcast where she interviews friends new and old in hopes of connecting others and meeting her friends right where they are. Jeanette also owns a podcast producing company where she helps clients launch their podcasts into the world and produces shows. Her passion lies in other women finding themselves in the last lonely state, knowing they have friends and others around them in the same stages of their life. At 33 years old, she is coming to understanding that God made her just the way she is, and if he wanted her any differently, then he would have made her that way. Jeanette longs to be the friend to all and enjoys bringing others together. You guys are in for such a treat. I cannot wait any longer. I want to go ahead and dive right on into the show so that you can meet Jeanette, you can learn about who she is, and you can learn all the behind the scenes of creating and writing a book. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Jeanette, I am so excited to have you on the Mom With Purpose podcast. Thank you for being on. Thank you so much for having me. I love doing podcast interviews like this because I get to be on the other side of the mic. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I, I feel a little bit under pressure when I have to be the one being interviewed. So I like <laughs> this role of kind of asking the questions, but I would love you just to go ahead and give us just the rundown of who you are, your journey, where you are, all the good things. So our audience can get to know you better. Yeah. So I'm Jeanette Tapley. I'm the host of the It's Time for Coffee podcast, where we sit and have coffee with friends every week. We just get to chat about life and kind of stories and just talk about the ins and outs of like motherhood and working from home or entrepreneurship or just life in general, which is just my favorite thing. And I think that the ability to pop in some headphones and feel like you're having coffee with friends is just a beauty of where we're at in, in this time. So it's really fun been doing that for about two years now. I've been married to my husband, Jesse, for just over 15 years. And we have a 13-year-old little boy named Ezekiel. He's not a little boy. He's a teenager. <laughs> so crazy. We have an 11-year-old son named Titus. And we have our daughter, Zoe, who's adopted from Africa. And she's actually deaf. And she is nine. She's been home with us for about five years now. And we are a sarcastic bunch. We are lots of fun, I think. And we live in Central Texas. So we enjoy the sunshine. We enjoy swimming uh, when it's sunny and warm. Uh, in those long months of summer, we really enjoy those things. Yeah. And I have a book coming out soon, hopefully in May-ish, my devotional all about finding your purpose or just like owning your purpose and believing that you are right where you're supposed to be. And just like a call to like seek Jesus. If, if you're into that, seek Jesus as your friend and not as some like crazy, scary, higher power. Awesome. I love that. And I love the whole premise behind your podcast and what you're trying to do, because I think especially now at the time we're recording this during this crazy pandemic, I think it's important to have those connections with people virtually, like what we're doing right now. You know, we can't always get out and go have coffee with a friend. So I love the whole idea behind your podcast and how you try to make those connections virtually. How important is that for you in your space that you're in now to really connect with people one-on-one? It's so interesting because I've been doing this for two years. So there's, there's two years worth of content of conversations and I can just look at it now and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so thankful that I've built these relationships. One for me, because I have this internet group of friends that I love and adore, but also that I can be like, Hey, if you are stuck and you can only go on a walk with your kids, um, turn on, it's time for coffee. 99% of the episodes are kid friendly so they can listen in and, and hear whatever we're talking about. But it also is just like this call for community. And it's something that I didn't really realize we take it for granted, right? Like mm -hmm. we take for granted coffee shops. We take for granted cups of coffee with friends. And the fact that I've been doing this virtually for two years now is like, oh, maybe this was what it was all about. Like maybe this was just like a call to connect. And mm -hmm. it's just really neat, especially like in this pandemic. So how has your community and what you've worked on with It's Time for Coffee and everything, how has that kind of shifted gears now into with you writing this devotional book? I think it really has just been really sweet because I've been, you don't build community to do something, right? You just kind of like work with what your community gives you. And as you know, when you share stories, people connect with those things. So my book is actually a 30 day devotional. So it's just a little bit of Bible verses and then like my story kind of told and then kind of like weaving it throughout, like kind of matching it up. Like, Hey, this is a story from the Bible and this is a story from my own personal life. And this is kind of how I see God in it. And so once I was sharing some of those things, people People were hearing them and, and resonating with it and finding community, more community in it or being like, oh my gosh, I walked through that too. And, and just when you kind of open yourself up to like sharing your stories, people connect more and more and more. And I think that it was like, oh, this is what you guys like. This is where you guys are resonating with me. And so it was kind of like, all right, I could sit down and write some of these stories. And so they've been really, really supportive and really excited. It's such a
such a long process to write a book in general in that I'm, I kind of feel bad because I'm like, I wanted to get this out as fast as possible and it's just not super realistic. <laughs> so I was thinking this morning, like, man, I feel like I let everybody down because this has been such a long process. But I also know that like when it does come out, my community, not that they're going to be so excited, but they're going to be proud of me and the hard work that I put in. And I know that I'm putting out good work and so it's going to serve them. So it's this mutual excitement. And I love how you said too, how you didn't, this kind of fell into your lap. Like you didn't set out to do this. And I love how that is a very similar story to me too. You know, like you start out on this journey and you think you're going to go down this one path, but then as you learn more and as you grow and as you meet people and connect people, you realize like, oh, this is what I was actually supposed to be doing too. So I want to give like kind of a behind the scenes look at what it's like to go through the book process, like publishing it, writing it, all those things, because not only selfishly for myself, I want to learn, you know, behind the scenes, but I think it's a neat thing to kind of go behind the scenes with someone. And really, if someone out there is wanting to create a book or wanting to create a devotional or something like this, what it kind of looks like. So can you kind of walk us through that, like starting phase? What did that look like? You know, getting your ideas done on paper and then like how it transformed and and moved throughout the process. So I kind of started out a little bit unconventionally because I thought, well, I'm just going to write it and I'll self-publish it. So it was like just taking that time every day or every week and saying, like, this is my writing time. And, and um, I had a blog a while back and it, I kind of like took some of those old blog posts and reformed them and made them work. And it was just really nice. And a devotional is, I don't want to say so much easier, but a devotional was a very different layout than a regular book. And so I was able to say like, okay, I'm going to try to do three days this week, or I'm going to sit down and try to, you know, like get Saturday and Sunday for the the whole book kind of nailed out this week. And it just kind of had like target goals like that. And I, I don't know if you're like this too, Aubrey, I like see the whole goal. Like I can kind of like bird's eye view, see it, set the end date and then kind of like work backwards from there. So that's kind of what I did. I was like, okay, this is when I kind of want it to come out. So this is when I need to have everything kind of done. And so I have a really good friend who she was my editor through that process where I would like write it, send it to her. We tweak some stuff. And then we kind of like sent it out to some really close friends and was like, Hey, is this biblically sound? <laughs> like, like, I'm not like seeking heresy, right? And so we sent that to those people. And then in the middle of that pro, well, I guess near the end of that process, um, I got to talk to a publishing house and I like, I told them like, Hey, I've got this book. It's like basically done. What would it look like signing on with you guys and actually having it published versus self-published? There's a very small publishing house. So really it's just kind of like a step above self-publishing. Um, and the publishing world's kind of like switched and morphed in the last year or so. So it's, it's just a little bit different. So I partnered with them and signed on with them and we've gone through like a whole editing, like where I thought we had edited a lot with my friend we went through a ton of editing and they had some really good insights in that. And so it was like more eyes on the project, which was really nice because the more eyes on it means I really believe like the more you sift stuff out, the better it gets. And so it was really nice. Now we're in the waiting process where I'm sending it out to friends for endorsements and forward and getting all of that ready and to write like a bio, you know, like, like when a house is built and you still have to go in and put all of the electrical plugs covers on. So it's like all of this little work, but it's like, oh, I don't want to do that. Like you can live in an unfinished house like that for a long time. So we're doing all of those things, all those steps now. But it was so interesting because really the hardest part was setting those deadlines and holding myself to it because nobody was holding me to those early deadlines. It was only me. And then once the, it went to like the publishing house and the editors, every time I would open an email full of edits, I would think, oh my gosh, this is the time they tell me I'm a bad writer. This is the time they tell me that this book is no good. And it would take me like three days to open the edits. And once I opened them, I could say like, I'm going to spend an hour a day editing and I could get them done pretty quickly. But it was the fear of their feedback. 
like I just didn't want it, so I avoided it. <laughs> so, so it was. So that's kind of like it, in stages. Like as far as like behind the scenes, especially if you do it traditionally, it's like writing that book proposal, and that book proposal could take three to four months in a, a real way. And there's some really great templates out there that you can purchase. I think like 25 bucks or cheaper where you like walk through it and it like walks you through like a course, which is just genius. So for my next book that I want to write, I'll definitely do that. I'll do it very different. Like so devotional is a little different anyways. And so I'll walk through that whole template where it's like, who are you writing to? What is the purpose? Like if you're going to make this into a trilogy, what would it look like? Um, Something like that, not a trilogy, but you know, like a three-part book mm-hmm. or whatever. And it just kind of like lay it out like that and work through the template and then that's when you would typically shop lit agents and honestly all of this was so different because I heard a podcast and I was like huh I'm gonna I'm gonna DM her I'm gonna see what this looks like and so (laughs) it was very unconventional and it's worked out great uh, but it was very different so next time I will like shop lit agents and then shop the book around and stuff like that just do it just do a little bit more by the book because I feel like not that a small publishing agent is or agency is bad, but it just would add a little bit more to the whole process, I think. Right. So from like start of it until when you want your devotional to come out, what what does that timeline look like for you? Just to kind of so, give everyone an idea. By the time it comes out in May, it'll have been about 18 months. Okay. Wow. Yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a process. process. Yeah. <laughs> because you think about the time you write it is like, and if you're like, I'm going to bust this out in three months, that's so good the editing process will take six. Like it just, because you go through edit after edit after edit because each time you edit, it gets better and better and better. And so, Mm -hmm. and there's times where it was like, this whole paragraph doesn't make sense. So you rewrite the paragraph, but then you're looking above and below and you're like, oh man, like you have to rearrange so much. And so just that rethinking over and over, like I've heard it said before, the book you write is not the book that comes out because it changes so much in editing. I like that. And then there was something else that you said that really stood out to me. And I think it, can like apply across all different kinds of things. And a lot like what I try to preach to the women that I'm helping is about setting those deadlines for yourself. And because no one's holding you accountable. And that's one thing that a lot of women who come into my, you know, community who are freelancers who want to grow and scale, they're, they're finding they're struggling with their time because they're like, you know, I don't know what to do. And it's so different from having a job where they say you have to be here at this time, you have to do X, Y, and Z, and you can't leave until this time. So someone else is setting those deadlines for you. So I love how you pointed that out because that's a really in anything I think that you do when you become kind of like the CEO of your business, you have to set those rules for yourself and make sure that you're meeting those deadlines. And it's so hard, right? Because we know like, hey, I should work for three hours. And then all of a sudden you've been on your phone for 30 minutes and you're like, okay, okay, two and a half hours. <laughs> and then you're like, well, I'm going to go grab a snack. Okay, so then you're like two hours. And so it's just, we don't realize how much time we kind of step away, but we also realize like, hey, I need this much time to get stuff done. And so there were so many times where I would have to like set like a physical timer, put my headphones on and write because nobody else can write this book, right? Like in freelancing, we can kind of like, or as we build teams in our, in our business, is we can kind of like put some stuff off and give some stuff like delegate a little bit. When you're writing a book, like you're the only one that can write it. You have to make it a priority or you have to say, okay, I'm going to spend three hours this week. Where are those three hours going to come from? Are you going to be writing in the fringe hours? That means, are you going to be waking up early to write? Are you going to be staying up late to write? Are you going to be writing instead of scrolling? You have to find where your time is going. Otherwise you're going to waste it. It's like that Dave Ramsey quote, tell your money where it goes or it's just going to disappear. Really terrible. I did a terrible <laughs> job quoting that. But it's like, tell your time where your time is going to go. Otherwise it just disappears. 
Oh my gosh, you are speaking my language so much because that's what I think. I mean, we think that like we need so much time to do so many things, but when you really break it down like that, and even like three hours too, like even if it was little pockets of time, like that's one thing too, like three hours can add up. No, does it have to be three hours in one chunk of time? No, it right. can be 30 minutes here, maybe one day and the, because that's all you have and then an hour the next day. So I, I love that you pointed out because that's right. People think like they need so much time like to write the book or to start the business or whatever it is. And I mean, yes, it does take time, but they're trying to think like big picture. And you really just have to look at it either like week by week or day by day, whatever that's going to look like for you. I think some people do word count. Word count was a little bit harder for me because it just, it was just, that was like a difficult mindset for me. I could sit down and be like, I'm going to spend one hour doing this. Like that's mm-hmm. what I can handle. Or especially in edits, it was like, okay, I'm going to spend one hour editing because that was like, okay, I can handle a certain amount of time. Words, I'd get stuck on like, of. <laughs> where am I going with of? <laughs> like, <laughs> so that was always like the trick I played with myself. Now I want to, we did touch, we touched on the fact that you are going through like a publishing agency. Yep. What was the, like, cause I've heard a lot of people say just self-publish, just self-publish. What for you, what really was like the difference or the thing that made it so that you decided to go with a publishing agency as opposed to self-publishing? The big draw for a publishing house for me, and, and maybe my next book, I don't shop around. Maybe my next book, I do self-publish. The fact that we have the ability to choose and still write a book is such, such freedom. I think for me, this go around was the fact that the book could be available in other stores aside from only Amazon. At the same time, when I think about that, I think, where else do I really buy books at? I really only buy books at Amazon. <laughs> I buy books at Target. So that's kind of, I was like, maybe I can get it in Target or maybe I could get it in Walmart and Barnes and Noble or something like really cool like that. And so that was kind of my thought process was, well, maybe I can have it seen other places and, and have it do a little bit better. But really self-publishing is, I don't want to say it's easy. It just is made a way that we can do so many more things. Now you said something that was really interesting. It's going to kind of lead right into the next part because I wanted to get into like the marketing side of it too. But you talked about it going into like a big store like Target or Walmart, Barnes & Nobles. What is that process like? How do you go through that I wish I knew. Um, I know that I have a meeting coming up at the publishing house where we're going to talk about like those kind of launch tactics. Mm-hmm. I have like, because it's a smaller publishing house, um, we'll do like those things. And then I have what I'm doing and how I'm planning. Would you mind like sharing some of that like marketing stuff? Obviously you're going to use your outlets, but do you have any like specific tips on how you're going to market this? All of this is because I have a really, really smart marketing friend and she was like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) So I'm really thankful for smarter people than myself. So what we're going to do is we're going to launch a launch team and the launch team will purchase the book. That's like the new thing that people do. So you purchase the book and then you get the book in a PDF format or an ebook format. And then with the people on the launch team, I want to go live every day with them as they go through every day of the devotional, but that's a lot to commit to. So maybe like three times a week showing up in the group three times a week and being like, okay, what did you guys think of these stories? Or like, what do you think of this day? And what about this day? And just kind of like walking through like, this is why I said it this way. And just kind of like sharing my heart to them because they're the people who are going to help carry this launch. And so like really, really meeting with them is my like biggest priority. And so doing that, and then I have a couple of, I have like a list of I think five or six really close friends who have pretty good sized social media followings. And I'm just going to be like, Hey, I'm going to send you a book. You love me because we're friends. <laughs> like, would you share about it? Like, would you just like, even if you say like my friend Jeanette wrote this book, I don't really know what it's about. Like as long as you have it, like just share about it. So just like being really humble, which is not my favorite thing to do to ask for help, but just being like, Hey, would you share about my book? And so those are like two of the big asks. 
And then being on other podcasts, that's a big marketing thing and saying like, Hey, I have a book coming out. I'd love for you to look at it or whatever. And it really, it's such a hard thing because we were taught as young women to not market ourselves. Yet here we step into this world where we're kind of always marketing ourselves, but like with this undertone of like, well, it's not about me. It's about what they're doing about. And so it's kind of this new realm where I'm like, well, I really think I did a good job here. And I really would love for you to check it out. And so it's just like being vulnerable and sharing my heart and, and believing that I really did do my best work. Like I hope, but just being like, Hey, I would love for you to take a chance on me and buy this book. And because I believe in what I've done, I believe that when you buy this book, you're going to get to know yourself better. You're going to get to know God a little bit better. And you're going to have this freedom that you're not waiting for the next person that you're going to be. The big thing that I really learned as I walked through writing this book was like, I don't have to change who I am for the next stage of my journey. God created me to be exactly who I am. And if he wanted me to be any differently, he would have made me differently. And so that's what I like. I poured into this book was like, you are who you are meant to be like, live this life with purpose and like really seek God as a friend instead of like this big, scary, higher power, like Gandalf type guy, you know, like, so podcasts and sharing my heart and sharing my vision for the book. That's a big part of this. The other part of marketing is once it's out, I do plan on doing an everyday live, like say the book comes out mid June or early June doing like a, Hey, we're going to start the book on June 1st and it'll run us through June 30th. And I will go live five minutes every single day to talk about like this day of the book. Those are like my big checkpoints in the marketing launch process. Love it. I love that. Those are all really things that people, if they were doing this, they could take away. And I love everything. I do want to touch on like the mindset side of this, because that's what I see a lot of women struggling with. Like you can give someone all the steps, like, here you go. Like, this is how you would write a book. And these are all the things you would have to do. Like you were talking about that course and go through that. But a lot of people get hung up and get stuck on the, who's going to read this book and what makes me qualified to do it. And there's already been devotionals written or, you know, whatever it may be. So what are some of those things that maybe you struggled with as you were working through this process? And maybe how did you overcome those things? I think I'm still working through those because I really believe that they're lies, right? If we were to say that, then nobody would be starting a new podcast right now because there's so many podcasts out. There's so many books, but there's a verse in the Bible that says like, there's nothing new under the sun. Like we cannot create anything new because it's all been done before. So do we just throw our hands up and walk away? Or do we believe that we have a gift, whether you're a spiritual person or not, do you believe that you have a calling inside you? Something that is like this burning, I have a friend who calls it um, her blue flame. Like, do you have this like, thing that you know that you need to say, why not say it? Why would you let fear hold you back? And why would you be worried that nobody's going to hear it? Do your best, promote the crap out of it and like own it. Nobody says it's not okay for us to own our gifts. Like we are told to own our gifts. We are told to step into this reality. I think it just comes down to like that lie of like, but like, what's the point? If you have that calling and you have that desire, then that's the point because somebody needs your voice because I can say things a hundred different ways and somebody will hear you say it and it'll be like, oh, that totally makes sense. Does that happen to anybody else's husband? That happens to my husband all the time. I'll be like, this is how we should do it. This is how we should do it. And then my best friend will say it in a totally different way that totally resonates with him. And he's like, that's what we should do. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I have been telling you. So that's, that's why we have to have other voices. That's why there's nothing new under the sun because all of our voices are different and it matters. That's so, so true. And it's that, that makes me like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. 
it's like a mic drop moment right there. <laughs> but it's so true. And I think that that's the hardest thing that a lot of people have to overcome. But at the end of the day too, like whether it's all been done before, nobody is you and nobody has, nobody's going to do it like you. So like that's going to resonate like with the person who you wrote that book for, the person that you're speaking to, that's going to resonate with her so much, even if it were just to impact like one person. Like I feel like that, that in itself is worth it. I just bought a sticker actually for my water water bottle as we all do. And it says, um, you are you and there's nobody like you and that's your superpower. I love that. That's so true. It is. So you have just shared so much. I'm, I'm like fired up about this. It's so inspiring to see someone like go through that process and everything like that. If someone right now is thinking like they've got this burning desire in their heart, like maybe I could write the book or do the thing. What would be like your one piece of advice that you would give that person? I would say start writing. Whether you're just like hammering out words on Google Docs or on like nursing a baby and typing it out on notes on your phone or something like that, just start writing, start getting it out, start an outline of like what you want to say or what you think it's going to look like. Whether that starts with like, this is what I think I want to title it, then start like naming some titles. And when you start naming those titles, go in and be like, this is kind of what I think this chapter would look like. And this is what I think this chapter would look like. Because you don't realize once you start doing that, you're kind of making the book proposal. And so like just start exercising those muscles because man they're really hard to work like it's Mm -hmm. it's a lot of work and it and it's exhausting but the faster you start working them and exercising them the better it will be love it just start that's perfect okay so before we wrap up and i give my listeners all the places that they can connect with you i just want to do a quick there's my three question rapid fires that i do to all my guests because i love to give my listeners with like something tangible that they can take away to go read or go listen this is the perfect time with the pandemic when we're stuck inside like get all the books, get all the podcasts. So my first question is what's a book that you've read recently or, you know, like your favorite that you would really recommend to another woman? Does this need to be like a like fiction book or like a lifestyle book? Anything, Whatever, whatever you want. <laughs> the book I just finished reading and actually we're going to talk about it in my book club is called The American Royals. And it's kind of like a young adult kind of like sweet fiction book, but it's set in the premise of like, what if President Washington would have created a kingdom instead of a democracy. Mm. So the daughters, and it changes a couple perspectives of like the girls in it, but it's set as like the first queen of America is about to be coronated. So it's really, really oh. good. It's so cute. I like de- like devoured it and I'm so excited to talk to my book club about it. The other book I'm reading right now is called The Two Lives of Lydia Bird and that's by Josie Silver and it's really cute too. I really, really like Josie Silver. I love how you gave some the fiction books because usually people will do like the personal development, which I like, I read so many, but I know yes. that I need to, especially like during this time, I need to switch it up a little bit. Like you just basically pitched that book to me. And I'm like, okay, I have to go buy it right now. <laughs> go buy it and then sign up for my um, book club and, and join us for book club. Okay, perfect. All right. The next thing would be, what is a podcast that you love to binge on? Right now, while we're in the pandemic, hopefully it'll be over and you can just go back and listen. Well, I don't think the pandemic will be over, but hopefully this part of the the series I'm telling you about will be over. Annie F. Downs is the host of the That Sounds Fun podcast, and she was exposed to the coronavirus. And so she's been in a 14-day, I guess a 10-day quarantine. And she's been doing a podcast episode every day during this quarantine. And it has just been like the perfect amount of like heavy and like sorrow that she's feeling, but also like funny and light and information 
informational and just kind of like really like it's been a really fun one to listen to so like every morning around 9 30 it drops i have been going on and like listening to it and so i know this will be coming out mid-april but if you have a chance and you just want to like binge listen to somebody who walked through quarantine go listen to any of downs it was a good one <laughs> that's so neat i actually just saw this because i used to be an elementary teacher and one of the teachers was like have your if there's like something because there are a lot of students right now are like waiting to get their materials from their teachers but they were like if you can have your kids do one thing you know during the day it's just like have them journal every single day during this time and have that be that's going to be something that they're they're going to want to show their kids or like you know yeah. afterwards so i was that's such a cool thing because that's like basically a virtual journal of like yeah. what's going through that's so neat i have to go listen to that one too that's yeah. why i love doing this because it's like you get i don't those aren't things that i normally would pick up or listen to but you explain it and i'm like yeah that's definitely Something I did, I love that. Too. And then the last question would be, I'm like really big on music. I love music to lift my mood. Is there a song that you would put on right now that would like totally lift your mood or just one that you really like listening to? I mean, even with big kids, we have been loving the Frozen 2 soundtrack. And so I think if I need to pick my mood up right now, we would turn on Into the Woods by Weezer from the Frozen 2 soundtrack. Yeah. I just love it. It's so good. I haven't watched it yet. I mean, oh. we have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. They The three-year-old might like sit for a little bit of it, but he's pretty set in his ways on what he likes to watch. But I keep telling my husband, like, we just need to watch this. Like, we need you to watch do. it just You just us. need to watch it. It's so cute. I mean, nothing beats the first Frozen, obviously. It was mm -hmm. so good. But Frozen 2, the soundtrack, I really, really love the soundtrack. And it's one of those, like, there's just like Panic at the Disco did a remake that's on the soundtrack for Into the Unknown. And it's just oh. like, it's so good. They're so yeah. talented. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for everything that you've shared with us and kind of like opening the door to your behind the scenes of this book creation process. I want to give my listeners a chance to come and connect with you, hang out with you, follow you along as you finish up this process. So where are all the places that they can come hang out with you? Instagram is the best place to hang out with me. That's where I am the most. And especially during the pandemic, like way too much. And I'm just at Jeanette Tapley on Instagram. And then if you want to know anything about the book coming up or podcasting or anything like that, my website, it's timeforcoffeepod.com is the best place to find anything there. And on both of those platforms, you'll be able to find anything and everything about the book, which is titled It's Time for Jesus, because I don't do anything if it's not, it's time for fill in the blank. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so, so much. We'll link all of that in the show notes. so Everybody can come hang out with you and you have just been a joy having on here. Thank you so much. I can't wait to share coffee with you on my show. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this episode. Here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Insta stories and be sure to tag me at Aubrey Malik. That way I can share you in my Insta stories as well. And if you're loving this show, I would so appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave me a review. These reviews mean the world to me, and it helps me reach more mamas just like you. Catch you on the flip side, mama.